Today on Annenberg Radio News. A man is. A man is not quick to anger. He is not one quick to brawl. If you see a man bullying others, he is not a man at all. In one of the worst neighborhoods in South Los Angeles, a group of young men are accepting guidance and discipline from two teachers who are changing their lives. Good afternoon and welcome to Annenberg Radio News for Thursday, November 1st. I'm Tom Sparks. The Los Angeles Dodgers announced this afternoon they have signed Joe Torrey to manage the ball club next year. Dodgers fans think it's an improvement over their last manager. It's an improvement over little. But despite Yankee success, Torrey has a losing record in the 15 seasons he's managed National League teams. Now leaving baseball's most expensive roster, fans aren't sure he'll find success in L.A. If he couldn't win with the Yankee roster, I don't know what he's going to do with the Dodger roster. Dodgers.com says the deal is worth $13 million over the next three years. The New York native's first game as Dodgers manager is tentatively scheduled for March 31st, almost 50 years after the Dodgers themselves moved to Los Angeles from Brooklyn. The Senate today again passed the child health care bill, also known as S-CHIP. A presidential veto still seems likely. The Associated Press reports that Republicans wanted to get the bill passed quickly as written, so the president can veto it again. And before Democrats can reach a compromise with enough Republicans to gain a two-thirds majority and override the veto. Democrats are still two votes shy in the Senate and 13 in the House from veto-proofing this legislation. It would provide health insurance to 4 million lower-income children. Some community activists in Los Angeles called on politicians today to denounce the recent killings of blacks by Latino gang members. Hannah Ingberwin, Hannah Ingberwin, has the story. The Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny held a news conference today outside Congresswoman Maxine Waters' office. They demanded that black leaders in Los Angeles speak out against the murder of black residents in South L.A. by Latinos. Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson is the group's founder and president. He says the politicians need to be arresting the gang members. The often inflammatory Peterson blamed the killings on undocumented immigrants. Since these folks have been allowed to cross the borders, the crime in South Central Los Angeles went out of control. And so they need to close the borders and they need to start to arrest these illegals and send them back to their countries in order to protect the innocent. Anna Garcia was walking by and stopped to listen. She says Latinos are not the only ones to blame. They shouldn't say that it's just the Hispanic people that are drug dealers and thieves and everything. It's, it's every race. Waters did not make an appearance. Hannah Ingeber Wynn, Annenberg Radio News. The Los Angeles Board of Education met today to discuss school safety and student health. Whitney Worth has the story. For many South LA students and parents, one issue at today's meeting was particularly important, making the new Expo line safe for students of the Los Angeles School District. Julie Korenstein is chair of the safety committee. This is a huge safety issue for the children of LA Unified. It is more amazing to me that they would even have a plan like this near a school. It's just unbelievable because it's so illogical and it's an accident waiting to happen. Fauché Learning Center and Dorsey High School are both on the route of the Expo Line, which is currently under construction. It will run from downtown Los Angeles to Santa Monica. The school board did not resolve the issue today, but will be holding an emergency meeting on November 13th. Whitney Worth, Annenberg Radio News. After celebrating Halloween, Los Angeles elementary school children went downtown for another kind of celebration, 
Annie Chenafun reports from Olvera Street. Dia de los Muertos, also known as the Day of the Dead or All Saints Day, is a Mexican tradition that honors the deceased. We've been learning about it this whole week. School teacher Natalie Saldana was surrounded by her students who had painted their faces white like a skeleton. The representation of a skull is not about death but about life and the representation of the past. To the sounds of Spanish music, children and adults alike walked from tent to tent either buying food, toys, or candy. The field trip was meant to be fun, but according to another teacher, Miguel Coron, it was also educational. It's a good um, way to teach about the death, discuss death with the children in a nice way, I guess you can say that, because for them it's hard to talk about it. In Mexico, the Day of the Dead is celebrated with joy, as it was today. Annie Chanafan, Edinburgh Radio News. Still to come on Annenberg Radio News, reaction to the charge from one local group that believes black-Latino relations are suffering because of illegal immigration. While gangs may be pitting young Latino and black men against each other, one is bringing them together so they can overcome the task that is growing up in South Los Angeles. Sam Farber has the story. Every day after school ends at John Muir Middle School in South Los Angeles, a few dozen young boys stay after class. They attend the Boys to Men Enrichment Program. Most of them come from single-parent or foster-parent situations, and all of them have to deal with their surrounding environment. John Muir Middle School is one of those interesting schools where on every side, every angle and corner of each crevice of this school is a different gang. Sean Rector runs the program. Having grown up in a single-parent household himself, he says he sees himself in the kids, as does fellow program head Don Norwood. We're appealing to that need. As we said, we, we see it in ourselves. We know that even as grown men, he's 35, I'm 33, there are holes in our lives that could have been filled or at least had a, a sense of um, some kind of supplementing that a father should have been there for, some kind of male guide, and we want to be that for these young men. In short, the program is trying to teach the boys how to be men. A man is. A man is not quick to anger. He is not one quick to brawl. If you see a man bullying others, he is not a man at all. A man is not a The program exposes the young men to opportunities they can't find at home. We try to do a field trip once a month. Basically, the opportunity for a field trip is anything that gets us outside of the neighborhood. These are memories that we're creating for you so that every memory you have is not one that's painful. And they ask them to be respectful and, and to practice that when they speak to adults. They taught me like how to have a good family and treat people with respect and have manners and say yes, sir, no, sir, and just keep my manners throughout my whole life. Did everybody get that? Yes, sir. And they do it through discipline. So every time they forget to say yes, ma'am, or no, sir, 75 push-ups. I'm not fond of them. Do you think that it helps you that, they, that they're hard on you guys sometimes? Yes, sir. Because, be, like, if nobody else is hard on us, then we're just going to be lazy and, like, not want to do nothing when we get older. It builds a form of discipline in which boys will know, dang, if I, if I don't say yes or no, sir, if I use profanity, if I don't do my homework, whatever the infraction is, there's going to be push-ups. The program's results are seen in the situations the boys have overcome. Being with the wrong people, drinking, smoking and being on drugs. I was getting kicked out of schools. I was a bad kid. I was doing negative things, following the wrong people and a negative path. Almost got sent to boot camp. The changes they've made. I wanted to change my life. I'm in school and I listen to my teachers, do my work so I can get good grades. And the goals they are setting for their futures. I don't want to go in the bad path. 
I want to um be a lawyer, a prosecuting lawyer. I want to play ball and live a good life. Character integrity makes him a true friend Sam Farber, Annenberg Radio News. For more information on Boys to Men and Sam's full report, keep clicking on AnnenbergRadio.org. Now back to our story on Latino and black violence. In the last month, police have arrested 34 alleged members of a South Los Angeles Latino gang. Police say the Florencia 13 gang members targeted blacks in South Los Angeles. One black leader blames the problem on illegal immigration. But as Jean-Luc Renault reports, others say there is more to the issue. The Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, or BOND, held a news conference today to denounce Latino on black crime in Los Angeles. Bond's president, Reverend Jesse Peterson, blames illegal immigration for the surge in violence. They are here illegally. They are uh, selling and, and pushing drugs in the community, and they are killing the innocent. But some feel Bond's anti-immigration rhetoric is jamming a wedge between black and Latino communities. Their group's uh, efforts have been very divisive. Naji Ali is the director of Project Islamic Hope, a civil rights group working to ease the city's racial tensions. And have torn communities apart with racial motivated rhetoric, uh, especially now where they're attempting to scapegoat and blame undocumented immigrants and the Latino community uh, for a spike in violence and crime uh, directed uh, particularly towards African Americans. Ali contends black and Latino leaders should focus on the shared problems facing both communities. Well, leaders should be focused on education and trying to show both communities, Latino and African American, that they have a shared history, but also they have shared problems, such as lack of education, lack of adequate health care, lack of job training and employment opportunities, uh, especially for young people. So we need to focus in on the solutions that breeds violence and crime, and that's poverty. Irene Esparza-Portillo is the executive director of Project Amiga, an organization which helps troubled families meet their work and education needs. She also sees the need for unity in L.A.'s racially tense climate. It all boils down to education, you know, uh, sharing information, what, uh, bringing them to the table to discuss, to talk. I mean, we're, we're looking at, um, if you will, you know, a community war, so it's the same approach that we have. We should have our ambassadors working this out and trying to bring the um, groups together. As demographics shift throughout Los Angeles, there is bound to be some tension between neighbors. Immigration has no doubt changed the face of the city, but it is merely one factor in a complex problem that has no easy answer. Jean-Luc Renault, Annenberg Radio News. Earlier this afternoon, I spoke with Dr. Michael Ward, a USC professor of anthropology and an expert on urban gangs. He says there are three major areas of tension between Latinos and African Americans. The first stems from the prison gang subculture, and there are African American prison gangs and Latino gangs that are at war with each other, and a lot of it has to do with the drug trade and other illicit activities that go on within the prison. So that's one area of conflict. The second has to do with street gangs on the outside in the communities, and the conflict there also tends to revolve around drug trade. And then the third area of conflict is the racial question, which has been in the news recently, 
where tensions between African Americans and Latinos based on ethnicity. And the first two far outweigh the latter. Most of the time when there are conflicts between gang members from these different ethnic groups, it's because of territoriality or because of infringement with the gang activities. And so when you hear of these cases of there being either fighting or killings racially based, sometimes it's a misunderstanding of, of what's going on behind the scenes. Sometimes a gang member will shout out something or might, when asked later why they did something, give a racial reason for it, when in fact the real motive has to do with some aspect of the conflict between the, the different gang organizations. So I think that for the most part, Latinos and African Americans uh, get along, and so the, the tensions between the gangs is not really a reflection of problems in the community. And one example of how that gets exhibited is that sometimes African Americans join Latino gangs. Most street gangs are community-based organizations, and if you live in the neighborhood and you grow up with the other people, they know you and your friends, then they, you can become a gang member. And so that kind of is one example of how this played out. Why do you think the media has focused so much on the racial tensions when discussing the gang violence? I think media tend to focus on it, one, because it gets a lot of airplay, and two, because there have been problems in the past. And to the public, it might seem that this is a recurrence of old issues. Therefore, it raises concerns that there may be you know, trouble brewing in these communities based on ethnic differences. And I think that sometimes there is reason to be concerned. It's not that it doesn't happen, but I think that there tends to be an exaggeration of the problem. Dr. Ward's current research involves urban youth street gangs. Now we check in with Lee Epstein to find out what's coming up on Annenberg TV News at 6 p.m. on Trojan Vision. All right, Tom, today we're covering the Writers Guild strike. Our Jeff Platt spoke with a writer and a director and also with the L.A. Film Commission on how a strike could affect the city's economy. We're going to have those stories and more coming up on Annenberg TV News at 6 on Trojan Vision and always online at ATVN.org. Back to you, Tom. Thanks, Lee. Looking at this weekend's weather, Friday will be partly cloudy. But before I get to that... Temperatures will drop into the 50s during the evening, but you can stay out of the cold and watch the Clippers' season opener against the Golden State Warriors at 7.30 Friday night. Saturday and Sunday will be mostly sunny with temperatures in the low 80s. Thanks to Matthew Mundy, Brian Frank, Jean-Luc Renault, and Kelly Kidwell, Annenberg Radio Studio staff. Sam Farber produced our show. For all of us here at Annenberg Radio News, I'm Tom Sparks. Have a great weekend. <laughs>